Hey everyone, and welcome back to True Crime Cases. I'm your host, Allison Mendes, and today I will be covering the case of Samuel Olson, a six-year-old boy who disappeared in Houston, Texas earlier this year, and sadly was found dead shortly after. As always, please don't forget to subscribe, and if you find this podcast interesting, leave a review. All right, let's dive in. So on May 27th of this year at approximately 6 p.m., Dalton Olson and his girlfriend Teresa Balboa reported five-year-old Samuel Olson missing. Teresa told authorities that Samuel's biological mother and a man that was dressed as a police officer had come to her apartment and taken Samuel from her earlier that day at 7.30 a.m., She said the man that appeared to be a police officer had told her that if she didn't hand over Samuel, that she would be charged with kidnapping. Now, when police contacted Samuel's biological mother, Sarah Olson, they confirmed that she had an alibi. And when they contacted other family members to question them about Teresa's story, law enforcement really quickly realized the inconsistencies that were popping up in this little story that Teresa had given them. And at this point, homicide detectives were assigned to the case. Now, the Houston Police Department issued a missing persons flyer around 11 a.m. on May 29th with no mention of Teresa's story, so clearly they weren't buying that. And May 29th also was Samuel's would-be sixth birthday. So on May 31st, Houston police and the Texas EquiSearch began searching an apartment complex for Samuel while simultaneously executing a search warrant at the Webster Apartments where Samuel had reportedly been staying before his disappearance for several weeks. And this is Teresa Balboa's apartment complex. According to what I could find, she had been babysitting Samuel for a few weeks. When police started digging around further, they found that they, that Samuel had not attended his elementary school since April 30th, and that the last person other than Teresa that could verify seeing Samuel was his grandmother, Tonya Olson, and that was on May 2nd. Now, Sarah Olson, who Samuel's mom and her lawyer did a press conference on June 1st, where she came out to the public and explained, you know, she had nothing to do with this disappearance. She, in fact, hadn't seen her son since the year before 2020. And she had not had access to him because of a custody dispute that was ongoing with Samuel. Um, I don't know if COVID played a role in that. I know a lot of 
you know, the courts were shut down for a long time in 2020 for COVID and things like this got put on pause and really just weren't happening for a lot of 2020. Nevertheless, she made it, she made it very clear that she had not seen her son since 2020. Now, while this press conference was happening with Sarah and her lawyer, a major break in the case was also happening. And simultaneously, the news broke that a child's body had been found in a motel room in Jasper, Texas, which is about two hours to two and a half hours from Houston. According to law enforcement, they had received an anonymous tip from Crime Stoppers that led them to the Best Western Inn located in the 200 block of West Gibson Street at around 6 p.m. on June 1st. And there they found the body of a child stuffed in a tote located in a room on the west side of the motel. Law enforcement also said that they had reasons to believe that the body had been there for some time. And the Houston police chief, Troy Finner, announced that night that they did believe it was the body of missing five-year-old Samuel Olson and that there was a possible suspect that had been taken into custody and was being questioned. The next day on June 2nd, law enforcement held a press conference confirming that they, they did believe that the body was Samuel Olson, but that they were still waiting on the medical examiner's office to confirm that and that Teresa Balboa was being charged with tampering with evidence, a human corpse, and that she was the witness that had been arrested the night before and she had been taken to the Jasper County Jail. According to surveillance footage from the Best Western Inn, Teresa Balboa was seen with another male taking a tote from a pickup truck into the motel room and that tote was where Samuel's body was found by police. Now, during this press conference, law enforcement also announced that Teresa was already out on bail when she'd been arrested the night before for an assault case dating back to November of 2020, I believe it was November 30th, where Samuel's father, Dalton Olson, had actually pressed charges against her for attempting to choke him basically. So in addition to that, Teresa also had two of her own children that she had already lost custody of. And I believe that was about two year, two or three years ago. I know that her and the father of her children had a very um, violent relationship and that had something to do with it. But I know that the father actually had custody of both of the kids. So it just isn't really looking great for Teresa at this point. And I'm not sure where Dalton's head was at letting her watch his son for three weeks or however long it was, several weeks, when there was an active active charges being pressed against her for physical assault against him. But yeah, so that was going on. So on June 8th at 4 p.m., the Harris County Institute of Forensic Sciences announced that the body that had been found at the Best Western Inn in Jasper, Texas, was in fact the body of Samuel Olson. And according to the medical examiner, the cause of his death was homicidal violence with blunt 
head trauma. Court documents later revealed that Samuel had been murdered two weeks before he was even reported missing. According to Teresa's roommate, Benjamin Rivera, he got a phone call from Teresa on May 10th and was told by her that Samuel was dead. He said he had left work and when he returned back to his apartment, he saw Samuel laying on the bed unresponsive and that he could see obvious bruising all over the little boy's body. He explained that he and Balboa placed Samuel's lifeless body in the bathtub of the apartment where they left him for two days. When they finally decided to move his body, he told police that he went to Walmart and bought duct tape and a plastic tote. And when I say tote, I think what they're referring to is just like one of those plastic like moving containers that you put you know stuff in when you move or if you're storing stuff in a garage or whatnot um he told police that he and balboa wrapped samuel's body in a plastic sheet placed it into the tote and put it in his vehicle he said then he he then drove with balboa to a storage unit located at 16 650 highway 3 in webster texas and surveillance surveillance video was later pulled from the storage unit and that showed a man and woman arrive at the storage unit on may 22nd in a pickup truck like the one rivera owns with a black tote in the bed of the truck and then the two then placed the tote inside a storage unit and later law enforcement would actually find text messages between Rivera and Balboa and they're talking about moving Samuel's body from the apartment. They needed to get it out of there because a maintenance employee of the apartment complex was scheduled to come by their apartment to do some work. So that's why they moved Samuel's little body. Now, on June 1st, a man called Crime Stoppers and said that he had received a call from Teresa Balboa asking him for help. He said he met her at a Walmart in Cleveland, Texas, and drove her back to Webster to retrieve a tote from a storage unit. Then they headed towards Jasper, Texas. The man then said that he booked a room for Balboa under his name at the Best Western Inn. Surveillance video was later pulled from the hotel that showed a man and woman get out of a truck and drag a plastic bin into room 106 at approximately 3.30 in the morning. The man left Balboa there and returned home, which is when he called the Crime Stoppers to report it anonymously, and from there, Texas Rangers, along with the Jasper police, found Balboa and Samuel's body in room 106 of the Best Western Inn in Jasper, Texas. On June 4th, Balboa was transferred from Jasper back to Houston, Texas, where her bail was set at $500,000. And if she were to post bail, she would be required to wear an ankle monitor and she would be on house arrest. She also would not be allowed to make contact with any children. 
Um, the next day on June 5th, Balboa actually faced the judge herself. She wasn't present at the court hearing on June 4th, probably because she was being transferred. And the bond was raised to 600000 The original $500,000 included the tampering with evidence charge that had been brought against her in regards to tampering with a with a human corpse. And the additional 100000 was being added on for the previous assault charge with Dalton the year before. I believe previously her bond had been set at 20000 for that back in November, and that's why she was out, and now the judge was raising that bond as well. At this point, law enforcement was still waiting on the autopsy report for Samuel, and that's why she had only been charged with tampering with evidence up to that point. Now, on June 22nd, Benjamin Rivera, Balboa's roommate, was finally arrested and was also charged with tampering with evidence, a human corpse. The next day, his bond was set at $100,000. And on June 24th, Rivera posted bond and was released from jail. The same day, law enforcement revealed that they believed that they had found the murder weapon, um, but they didn't, they didn't say what it was and no charges had been pressed still. On June 24th, law enforcement also arrested a third suspect named Dylan Walker, who is actually the man who called Crime Stoppers anonymously to report the entire ordeal at the Best Western. Now, I don't know if Dylan had intended to remain anonymous. I would assume so, since he called Crime Stoppers and didn't just go directly to the police. But basically what happened was the room, the hotel room that Dylan booked for Balboa, he put under his name and police obviously found her in that hotel room. They're going to get those records. And the truck that was in the surveillance video from the hotel, they the cops obviously pulled the registration on that truck and that also belonged to Dylan Walker. So he was arrested and he was also charged with tampering with evidence, a human corpse. I believe his bond was also set at 100,000 and I know he did post bond. So that just left Teresa in jail. And finally, on July 8th of this year, Teresa Balboa was charged with capital murder in the case of Samuel Olson. The court documents said that Balboa struck Samuel with a blunt object. And that is the object that police were referring to back on the 24th that they had found. It's still not released what exactly that object was. Um, just a blunt, blunt object. And I believe that was the official cause of his death. As of now, no charges have been brought against Dalton Olson, who is Samuel's father. I know Sarah, the mom, has been very vocal about this. She told uh, reporters in a press conference on July 9th, I'm thankful that someone is finally being held accountable for my son, and I'm hoping more justice gets served. She went on to say when she was asked about Dalton, quote, he was supposed to keep our son safe and he didn't. He took him away from me for what? To have him murdered? Honestly, the person that I feel really needs to be charged is still walking around, and that's what I'm really waiting for. According to ABC 13 News, Sarah said that Dalton did try to contact her about a week after Samuel's body was found, but that she would not take his phone calls. 
When asked what she missed the most about her son, she told reporters, quote, having him. He was sweet. He was very obedient. He was definitely a mama's boy, end quote. The last time she was able to see Samuel was on his fifth birthday in May of 2020. She said she was expecting to take him home that day, but was stopped. I'm assuming that that is when the custody battle kind of began. Now, Teresa Balboa appeared in court on July 12th, where the judge did confirm that there was probable cause for the capital murder charge, but did not set a bond for the capital murder charge as of yet. I know that Teresa's attorney, she had a court-appointed attorney um, for the assault charge back in November, and I know that that attorney did write into the court and requested that they be removed from the case. They did not want to represent Teresa for this upcoming case, and that was granted. So she is waiting to be appointed um, further counsel. Now, Prosecutor Andrea Beal said that she will present the case to District District Attorney Kim Ogg to decide if they will seek the death penalty in this case. And after that is decided, the case will be presented to a grand jury in accordance with the Texas Code of Criminal Procedure. Sarah Olson asked for prayers for her and the family while she goes through this unimaginable circumstance and added a message to all of the parents out there saying, quote, don't stop fighting for your babies. Do whatever it takes. Just make sure that they're safe, end quote. Now, I will continue to follow this case closely, um, just like I am for the other cases that I've covered that are ongoing, and I will update you guys on all these cases in further episodes whenever new information is received. I know, so a few updates. The Suzanne Morphew case, I am still watching, but I know the judge ruled that Barry's arrest affidavit remains sealed for the time being. I know it's like 130 page, uh, 130 pages long, and I'm really interested to see what's in there. Just based off his charges, it seems like they've got a really good idea of what exactly happened to Suzanne, although her body still has not been found. I know that there will be another hearing in August, so I'm hoping to have more information on that case for you guys then. I think I saw somewhere that it's August 1st, um, but I'm not positive. I'll have to check back on that, but I am actively watching that one. So hopefully we'll have some more information on that soon. For Orin and Orson West, unfortunately, there's no new information right now. Um, Chief Greg Terry for the Bakersfield Police Department remains adamant. He just did an interview, I believe like four or five days ago, where he said um, that the case is not cold. He's very adamant about that. And he said they will not rest until they have answers for those boys. For the Summer Wells case, Donald Wells did go on the podcast Jay is for Justice with Jennifer Youngblood. And I know he did confirm that the three boys have um, been removed from the home by Child Protective Services. Uh, I guess he had another drinking incident. I know he explained that all on the podcast, so definitely go give that a listen if you want to hear that. But as of for summer directly, no new information as of right now. 
If you guys have any information on these cases that you want to share with me, please leave me comments on social media or send me messages if you don't want to leave them publicly. I really love interacting with you guys, especially if it's about active cases. I think the more talk there is about these missing persons cases, the better. The more people that know about these ongoing missing persons cases, the better. So it's always good to just share them with as many people as will listen and hopefully we can get some answers for these victims and for their families. You can find this podcast on Instagram at True Crime Cases Pod, on Twitter at TC Cases Pod, and on Facebook at True Crime Cases Podcast. You can find my sources for this episode in the episode show notes below. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. I will be back next Tuesday with a brand new episode. Thank you.